Oh yeah. Oh. Episode 14. 10, 4. That's right. Uh, am I opening up today? I, yeah, go for it. I guess I'm Why opening not? Change it up. Change it up. Keep it fresh. So, how you guys doing? This is episode 14 of Beats, Brews, Points of View. I'm your boy E-Man Bates here as always with my co-host Neil Richter. What's going on everybody? All right. Uh, so, we got a bunch of new music that came out today. Bunch of new music that I haven't even listened to, which I'll probably save for next week that I'll talk about deeper. But um, before we st- get started, we'll uh, pour up some of these beers. What did we get today? We got Greenbush. Greenbush. Greenbush Brewing Company. Where are they out of? They, you know, I actually did look this up a minute ago. So they are based out of Sawyer, Michigan, which I have no idea what the fuck that is. I'm going to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? I, it kind of threw me off with this one just because of like, the fact that they have it's mixed with strawberries and habanero peppers, which it's is a crazy. very interesting combination for a beer. And oh, it's, oh wait, hold up. What's this? Atomic Tantrum Overdrive. That's the name of this, by the way. Huh? Atomic Tantrum Overdrive. Yeah, we just kind of picked. A, I didn't even do my research on this one like I normally do. I just kind of picked a random beer. It was like it was, it was cool. a case of. Remember how we <laughs> talked about it on this podcast? How if you got an awesome album cover, we'll probably pick it out. That's Same thing beer. That's exactly beer. how it is with beer. So, <laughs> all you home brewers out there, please feel free to send some stuff. Get some in. good art going. Yeah. But um, yeah, while we're pouring that up, I'm gonna play our good friend Tony Salise's band, Chameleon Culture. Um, this is off their uh, last album called The Universe is a New Year's Day Parade. The song is called Nothing Special, and uh, here you go. Here's a little bit of that. And we can pour up on the New England time, right? Yep, yep. Is there... there you go. You know, that's not going to affect the video, you know, right? What? This only goes for the thing. That's not going to hurt the video. That's fine. Is it, though? It's all good. So I just want to, like, note that... I kind of like this beer already, just how it's flowing out. Like, this is a true ale no right head. here. No, no head, head. high carbonation. Sediment in there. Strong copper color to it. This is... It's gonna be, dude, we got some floaties in here, too. Holy shit, we got some habanero floaties in there. Where's the strawberry? I don't know. We'll have to find out. You can tell, like, the esters in that. Yeah, this is going to be some stuff, though. Have you guys ever had a spicy strawberry? That's what this is. That's <laughs> pretty much what it reminds me of. Spicy strawberry. So it's got like that nice, like, balanced, like, hop characteristic to it. At the same time, it's got like that, those, those habanero, like, ester. I don't know if that's in the yeast or what they put in it, but yeah, it's pretty good. That's uh, that's a little bit of nothing special by uh, Chameleon Culture. 
A little Big bit fans of, of them. Nothing special. Um, yeah, his, something special though. They're, they're, the lead singer's voice, man, is amazing to me. He's got like he sounds like Jeff Buckley to me, which is like one of my favorite rock and roll singers of all time. Um, shout out to our buddy Tony, who uh, hopefully we'll be seeing him soon because he should be in town for the holidays. From, I would for, uh, from New York, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tony. Yeah, him and all his bandmates live out in Brooklyn now, so nice. That's where they uh, the Berkeley grad. Actually, Chameleon the- Culture. There's a show on HBO right now called The Deuce, and Tony's band Chameleon Culture was on the season finale of last season. They're like, there's a scene where James Franco and all of them are in a bar. And they're the band that's playing in the bar. So it's pretty sweet. Isn't uh, what's her face in there too from some Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. She's one of the main uh, main people. Make sure I get this. Like, what's that mean? It's like about like porn culture or something. Yeah, it's ba- okay. well, it's basically about like it starts off with like prostitution. It talks about uh, well, I only I didn't I haven't seen the second season, but it's like basically about like pimps and prostitutes, and um, it's by David Simon who did like The Wire and. Um, and, Typical uh, HBO shit, Tre- nice. uh, Treme and um, a bunch of different stuff. He's like one of my favorites of all time. But um, yeah, that's, it was. It's a, see, the first season was pretty good. I don't know. Maybe the porn thing didn't like super grab me though. Like as like I, a, I watched uh, like the first episode and it was it was all right. Yeah, I thought it was all right. But um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Bunch yes, of new albums. Do. Bunch, bunch of, of new albums, stuff in the media, bunch of bunch of stuff, bunch wow. of stuff. So I guess we can kick it off with our bunch something, bunch. <laughs> something old, something new segment. Want to do something old, something new? Yep. And uh, let's see. I started it last week, so I'll let you start this week with. Let's go with the something old first. An old, old album mm-hmm. that I'm still feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna throw a real like. It, people say he was a one-hit wonder, and I, I highly disagree with that. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go in there on this. Nice. Sound of Revenge. Sound of Revenge. First okay. album. That album was actually I one of the first albums I actually physically friggin- purchased. Not yeah, it was like maybe what it came out like 2004, 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I remember like singles like is Sexy" and uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, riding Dirty. Riding. riding <laughs> Uh, the what was that? Uh, what was the one with uh, I'ma tell you how to get this shine on? Uh, I forget. Um, what is that called? Damn, I forgot. I'm like drawing a blank because I really didn't prepare my old one today. That, uh, I have that, my um, new one, but I do love that, that album. Came out in 2005. That came 2005. Out the year yeah, year I, year I started high school, 2005. That's crazy. There you go. <laughs> my boy Chris was a huge chameleon. I remember I was bumping on my way to the bus stop. I remember I was bumping uh, Boys in the Hood and that and Riding Dirty. Mm. Not not. Not like Boys in the Hood, like uh, like the group? not the Easy E, but the actual the, group with Jeezy. Yeah, yeah, Boys in the Hood. Jeezy, and who else was in that? Uh, Gorilla Zoe and back in the day. Who else was in there? There was a couple other dudes. Uh, shit, I can't remember the other dudes' names. I'm thinking of a dude from Jeezy D4 was like the only like mainstream success out of there. Gorilla, Gorilla Zoe kind of had yeah. That, Gorilla Zoe was alright from yeah. solo. Yeah, he was okay. Um. So I guess for my something old album, um, it's actually not in the hip hop realm at all. It's actually um, an s- album called Yellow House by a band called Grizzly Bear. And never heard of it. It is amazing. It actually came out the following year. It came out two thousand six. So um, this is the first thing I ever heard from them. I think it's their first album. Don't quote me on that. They may have had like a non major label one before that, but this is the first thing that I had heard from them. Um, my buddy Chewy, actually, shout out to Chewy, Sean Foster, he got me into this band. Um, he thought that I'd like them because there's a lot of cool, like, obscure things going on there. You got, like, the lead singer 
Ed Dristel and um, I gotta look up the other guy's name. They do like a lot of like harmonizing together, so it makes for really cool and like they have very unique, um, totally different sounding voices, um, and like they're awesome, awesome live too. So uh, let's see, hold on one second, Grizzly Bear Rock Band. I don't want to mess up the names. Daniel Rosin. So Ed Dristel and Daniel Rosin are like the two main guys that sing, but there's a lot of really cool, like big, spacey, like. I love listening to their music for some reason in the snow and in like the fall time. For some reason, like that's like, I don't know, it just feels like right in that time to it's listen like to that right kind of music. That, you got like yeah. this weather and stout weather right there. Yeah, man, it's really cool. <laughs> it's like uh, they're kind of like in that wheelhouse with like bands like um, like Fleet Foxes and like that indie scene that was really bubbling up in like 2006, 2007, 2008, where like all the like the big indie bands were like coming around. Um, they're still putting out great music, too. They put out an album, I think it was last year, that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, that was my something old one. So, Grizzly Bear, uh, if you're listening, I love your music. And you guys are awesome live. Um, so, I guess let's go on to the something new one. What do you got for the new one? <sighs> something new. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about swimming. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's go. Let's oh, talk. Yeah. We have yet to go an episode without mentioning Mac Miller. Why yeah. not keep the theme up? Yeah. Let's, I just saw like a little video of <laughs> oh, him, man. maybe a little. A oh, little so if you guys are, posted. what was the thing with Spotify? Like, so Spotify subscribers, they have the yep. thing where he actually went into Spotify Studios. I guess right before he died, and just like jammed like a bunch with him and stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I don't. I heard about it. I haven't really checked it out myself yet, but you guys should go check that out. But as to swimming, still probably. One in my running for probably album of the year, top three, I would say. Like up there with Booker, no, not in any order, but Booker Ryan, Astro World, and then Swimming for me. Yeah. But yeah, like the actual, you can tell it was just like there was some dark shit going on in his mind right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like from start to finish, I think, what was it Come Back to Earth to. I don't know like, if there was some dark, well, definitely dark shit going on in his mind, but I think it was more of like a, him like a coming out of the darkness kind of a album, really, because like it has more of like a happy ending to it. Like, I think it was like him finally, like coming, like accepting peace type. Yeah, of, like kind of like finally finding like the right type of music that he wants to make. You know, and now that he's like got success, he's like able to do kind of have like more. Uh, he has less limitations in where. I he mean, can he take was always music. doing stuff like that. I mean, what he was uh, doing, like the Larry Fisherman and oh uh, yeah, for sure, the delusional Thomas things and stuff like that, yep. like the, yep. the jazz stuff. And it seemed like he was doing a lot of like a lot of like guitar playing and like a lot of like drumming. Like, yeah, yeah. and he, it like, seemed like he was like really yeah. like starting to like be comfortable with his singing voice too, and like he was doing a lot more like melodic stuff than more than just rapping, which I kind of like even more like. That uh, Come Back to Earth is, like, my favorite song on that album. I just, like, I don't know. It just hits me. 2009 for me. 2009. 2009. That was us. I like Ladders, too. Ladders is dope. And then that one, that Small Worlds with John Mayer playing on there. And then What's the Use with Thundercat. That's another good one on there. Jet Fuel is probably my other one. Yeah, that's another good one, I love Jet Fuel. Jet Fuel and the Conversations one, too, was pretty good. Yeah, I really remember Perfecto. That awesome. I mean, uh, from start to finish, that album was great. To be honest with you, like, I have no faults with that album whatsoever. There's supposedly, uh, like, I saw that they might be putting out some new Mac Miller music. He recorded a shit ton of music before oh, yeah. he died. I'm sure so, we get a lot yeah, of, yeah. like, sucks to say after, like, or post. Post. Uh, posthumous? Is that what they well, yeah, I forgot what they call posthumous, it. Yeah, uh, like, albums? when they release stuff after they die. Yeah, um, yeah that's a bummer. Um, that album is really, really, really special. I think that's going to be in my like 
if I haven't put it together, when we do our end of the year list, we'll read off like the top like fifteen yeah, or twenty I got, on our list. I mean, we're gonna do like top fifty probably. Off today alone, like there's so many albums I haven't checked it's out crazy, yet, dude. so I can't really make a call for album of the year just yet. But as of right now, as of current day, those are my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that album is great, man. Swimming is awesome. So shout out to Mac Miller and and all that stuff. Um, my pick for something new is this new J.I.D. album. DiCaprio, DiCaprio 2. DiCaprio Holy shit. That boy man. is spazzing, man. <laughs> Holy Christ. Um, the, fr- the first track is actually just okay for me. Like, I was... It wasn't completely sold on a frequency of change, but then it goes into Slick Talk, which I think is like one of my favorite songs. In the my whole favorite album. album, my favorite song on that album was the one with uh, one with ASAP Ferg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Song yeah, that's a lot. track yeah. three. That goes Slick Talk goes right into that one with ASAP Ferg. ASAP Ferg plays more of like the hook guy on this song, and JID just spazzes out, and then it goes right into the track that what we already had heard before off D's with uh, J Cole, where. I mean, it starts off with him just going crazy, and then J. Cole just comes in and keeps right up on pace with him and delivers in a nutty-ass uh, verse on his. And then it goes into another one that's crazy, 150 Rum, where he's rapping his eyes off. I wonder if that's like It's probably like, is that paying like homage to Tech 9? Didn't Tech 9 have a song called 151? or It was Caribou Lou. Oh, Caribou Lou. That's what it's called. Pineapple juice and Malibu. Got they home. Made baby girl come. Yeah. Pineapple shell and raise hell. Don't stop till that cop comes. Yeah, I fucking love that song. Yeah, and then from 151, it goes into Off the Zoinkies, which is kind of like him talking about. That song is trippy as fuck. It's trippy. It's also like talking about like the, uh, the the battles with drug drug use and stuff, and then it goes into working out. Which man, every song on here is phenomenal. Wasn't it goes he, into working out, tour, which, he, he was supposed to be on tour, Mac, wasn't he? Yeah, him, Mac Miller, and Thundercats should be on tour right yeah. now. Um, it goes into working out, which is another one of my favorite. Um, it's kind of like a more subdued, chill, like jazzy vibed uh, production on that song, which is like probably, I think it's my favorite song on the album actually. Um, then you got the song with LMA and Black Tired or Tied after that. Um, and then another one of my favorites, man, BJ Chicago Kid's been out here killing features too. He was just on the Anderson he's, Pac he's album. He's been killing features for years. Dude, yeah, every time, like, <laughs> if you see BJ the Chicago Kid featured on your, on your, uh, on someone's song, you know that song is about to be fire. <laughs> it's like a modern day Nate dog, not on the same level, but. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, I mean, sings way differently. Oh, yeah. He's actually got like a singing, singing voice. Um. And then you go Hotbox right after that, which is amazing. It's got Method Man and Joey Badass on it, which is like the most New York sounding shit. That's the most New York thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's super dope. Um, what the hell is that noise? Oh, it's just the heater. Yeah, down. heater. I'm hearing shit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it goes. Uh, there's a few more tracks after that where I don't know. If you haven't heard JID yet, a lot of people have been making comparisons to Kendrick, that he's got that like real raspy voice and kind of sounds like Kendrick. And um, I would say another one in, in another top dog or I'll go say it's Rashad too. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Kind of that sure. same wheelhouse. Um, but I don't. If you listen to him enough, I think you start to see the differences between him and Kendrick. And I think he, if he, he's like but, probably ten years, almost ten years younger than Kendrick. So I, I think if he continues on this trajectory, he'll, ten years. He's he's like twenty three. Kendrick's thirty one. Close to yeah, close. Um, so. I think he could be on Kendrick's level. He's still I, some of his songs are probably still a little too weird for mainstream success, but I think if enough people start listening to it, I think uh, the he thing could about really take like off. the mainstream thing is, is, I feel like mainstream hip hop is in music and actually in general is becoming more and more like 
welcome to weird shit. Right. They like really. And that's that whole thing. I know we mentioned in another episode. We we're talking about uh, the little Uzi Vert Tech Nine thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like mainstream hip hop is and mainstream music in general is coming more and more grips with newer shit or mm-hmm. you know more weirder stuff like that more like off the wall like another hint was like Tyler the Creator back in the day with Yonkers yeah oh and yeah for that, sure that's you know what propelled him to how he is today so dude this beer is amazing by the way I'm like the more I, <laughs> the more I sip on it like this is delicious it's like got a real spicy jalapeno uh, or habanero or whatever what is it in there strawberries and jalapeno uh, habaneros yeah man it's nice I like it it's like it's not too spicy where it's like you can't drink it or enjoy it. No, it's, it's got like a nice like kick to it, to where it's like not too sweet, mm-hmm. and it's not too spicy. It's a really nice balanced kick to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Greenbush on that one. This is this is good. All right, so um, you know, I guess we got we read the rest. I, so there's albums that I haven't listened to yet. So like there's some the stuff that came out today I haven't gotten to. Oh, I know what my next week is going to be for my something new. I'll announce that one right now. It's going to be. Black Thought and Salam Remy's I mean, Streams of Thought Volume Two. I haven't listened to it yet. That's, oh. that's on my list this week. That's all I'm gonna say is, oh. <laughs> boy. I do want to listen to Serge's album too. Uh, apparently, oh, I didn't know you had one. It's, it's for a soundtrack. Oh, okay. it's a movie soundtrack he did. But yeah, shout out to uh, you know Serge from System of a Down. Big fan. I'm always been a big fan of System of a Down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to check that out. Also, I'm excited to check out Wheeler Walker Jr. I don't listen to Wheeler. So what is he? Like, is it like parody comedy or like what does he do? I'm 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 legitimately asking because I don't know. Well, you said oh no, he's like a par- he's like a country artist, but he makes fun of country being a country artist. That's what artist. I thought. Okay, so he's like thought. he's he's like a comedian, but he's mm-hmm. still yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah, sweet. I, I, yeah, I'm a fan of him. He I've got, never heard his music, but I've seen him on. He's, oh, he's been hilarious. on Rogan's podcast a couple times. Uh, I think Joe Rogan's podcast it was that song, he's, or maybe it was on Burt Kreischer or Pri- I was. They they make a joke out of pronouncing Burt Kreischer's name wrong, and they they say it so many different wrong ways, like. All of these years, and now Bert I can't pronounce. Yeah, like Brad Kushner. They'll say like Bert, they'll say Burt Chrysler. <laughs> they'll say like all these different names. Tom Segura always does it. Now like he's done it so many times, I can't. I always fuck it up when I say his real name. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, what were we talking about? Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah Wheeler Walker Jr. is shit. That. You had to go back to like like one of his older albums too. Um, the only other new one that I listened to this week was um this band Turkaz. Who is fucking awesome? They're like on the jam band scene. They're really funky. Uh, they have a song, album called "Life in the City" that I would highly recommend checking out. Like if you like, like, like the singing is phenomenal on it. It's real dancey, like it's real upbeat, like, uh, like party kind of vibe to it. But um, like I said on the last one, now that we're doing something old, something new, I'm not paying attention to a lot of the bullshit that I don't really feel like listening to. I'm gonna deep dive into. The albums that I really care about because I'm listening to so much bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like I'm, I'm like I don't have the time for this. I don't I'm really honest, I'm complete album. opposite. I listen to everything. <laughs> I, I really do try and listen to everything. I'm, I, I try to too, but I'm trying to pay a little bit more attention to the shit I actually really want to pay attention to. Can't be biased, bro. Can't be biased out here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure I can. Um, but anyways, last week we were gonna talk about movies a little bit, and we kind of got sidetracked because well, the, the episode was getting long, and then we. We had to do another one in like two days later, so we decided right. to save it till now. Um, we'll be back on schedule next week, just to let you guys know. Like, yeah, we'll be back to our Thursday schedule. And I've been watching a lot of movies on Netflix recently. 
and I just watched the new Coen Brothers movie. Oh, the uh, Ballad, Ballad of Buster, Buster Scruggs. Scruggs. Yeah, it was dope. Which is super dope, dude. It's hilarious. The opening one was just trip. Like it's super weird. It makes it look like it's gonna be about him all the time. Cause yeah. I, I didn't even read the description of it. I just kind of was like, all right, this looks cool. It's got yeah. Franco in it. So I'm looking like it's about to be about this Buster Scruggs guy this whole time. Yeah. It's not. Just yeah. a heads up. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's not. That's so. What it is is it's a western. It's definitely a western. Especially you've been playing Red Dead Redemption too, like I have for the past like, couple weeks. <laughs> It's, it's, but, Which yeah. I think half the it's country nice is, ch- dude. It's a nice change of pace just because it's, it's also a Western show. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. a Western, and it's set up into, like, five short stories instead of one long movie. And it's it's hilarious. None of them really have, like, there's no point to any of them, really. No. Like, not, none of them have, like, importance or, like, a real definitive defining story. They're all just, like, silly happenings of, like, different old Western. But, like, the first two are... Oh man, like it's so art. It's definitely like an artsy film. Like it's the cinematography is awesome. I mean, awesome Franco's in it, like in the, it, of course. Franco's there's a bunch of different people in the James dude Franco, film. not Dave Franco. I'll just let you guys know. James Franco's in it. The uh, Nick Nolte's in it. Um, Liam Neeson's in it. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's in it. Um, the dude, the dude that plays the kind of the dumb dude in Oh Brother Where Out Thou. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy plays Buster Scruggs, which is the main character or whatever, but. Oh, brother, we're out there. Is That's he, another conversation. That's like is, one of my he, is he the main character, though? <laughs> well, you know, he plays Buster Scruggs, yeah, I'm saying. He, like, he yeah, not really the main he, character, but like the title character. Yeah, I was saying, there's um, not a main character in that show. That title is deceiving. Um, <laughs> so. My favorite, I, I don't want to give away like what they're all about, but like my, there's like a one about gold mining with Nick Nolte. That was my favorite one. It's just It was super pointless, but it's hilarious. And like, it's just like, I think a lot of them's based around the scenery and the costumes and stuff yeah. like that. Like I think the first one was probably, it's the one with Buster Scruggs and Franco was probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And that's just because it caught me off guard. I, I didn't expect it to end like right. it did. So, yeah. And that but, got me, I, don't know, I, I love the way those movies are, like the Coen Brothers have always been one of my favorites, like like from the Big Lebowski to Fargo. What was the other to, one that did? Hell Caesar with uh, Clooney? I never saw, I, I didn't really like, well, I didn't, I don't think right. I actually watched Hell Caesar. Someone, that one, someone told me that one was just kind of. It was all right. But, it wasn't um, great. But, uh, but like yeah, like uh, Fargo, uh, Big Lebowski, Big Lebowski. I mean, the, all Coen, uh, Old Brother Were Out. That was like one of my favorite movies of all time. That's another one which is great. It's like uh, a real funny take on Homer's The Odyssey. Um, but yeah, so they got me thinking, and I wanted to ask you about it. Is because um, I'm a huge movie buff. I know you are. Uh, like favorite directors and like and like. For different and, and Stanley for Kubrick and Quentin Tarantino are my two favorite directors. Two favorites. Period. I can know, I know that one on top of my head. I happen to be partial to the Coen Brothers for sure, um, because I love the way. And I think mine a lot of them fall with like how it's filmed because I like like camera angles, like cool camera work and like. Oh, your Bad Robots shit. a good stu- like studio. Speaking of which, of that, like, yeah, I, for I sure. like Bad Robot and then Blumhouse um, is another so one. So Coen Brothers, I like a lot. I love Wes Anderson movies because they're always super fun to watch. Like the way he films shit is just like unlike anyone else. It's like very signature. Like before you, if you didn't know who the Wes Anderson made that movie, you would be able to guess it before the movie is over because he like the way he films things are so signature to himself. But um, yeah, Wes Anderson, Coen Brothers. Who are some other ones? Scorsese for sure. Scorsese. I would say um, another one. Guillermo del Toro is on my list. As yeah, well, yeah. I just yeah, like like sure. the steampunk cool like style, like artistic, yeah. like Hellboy for instance. And yep. What was the one other uh, like a year ago? Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shape of Water was sweet too. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I was. I like the way movies are when they're filmed cool like that, and they got cool stories. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino is another one that does. That yeah, I love lot. Tarantino movies. Um, uh, like. 
Reservoir Dog is probably one of my favorite movies. Da- or David so. Fincher is probably my favorite director. The guy that did like Fight Club and Seven and uh, like House of Cards and he's a Girl better Dragon plot, Tattoo. He's a better plot twist guy than uh, what's his face. Uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, yeah. Speaking of that, I guess that's a good segue there. He's, that Glass movie's coming out. Did you see the preview for that? Yes. Because uh, right. yeah, I was a big fan of Split. And I'm a big fan of Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable fell a little bit short to me, but now that it's in this like series, it kind of works a little bit better. They made a universe out of it. Yeah, it made it kind of a little bit better. And I'm excited for this. Like I thought the split movie was crazy. James McAvoy playing like 27 different fucking personalities yeah, or some shit I'm like that. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get an Oscar <laughs> off that one. That's, <laughs> that was that's crazy. ridiculous. Yeah. So I hope I hope this one's good. And like, so this one's called Glass. Does that mean they're gonna do one? It's about focused each? about the Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, so character. he's gonna be the main focus on this one because he's the villain. So it's the more focus on him. Because I mean, Unbreakable was more about Bruce Willis. Split was more about uh, uh, James Mac. James Mac. Was it McAvoy or McAvoy? McAvoy. McAvoy. Okay. Hey, so I love more him focus as an actor. on him. He's a great actor. Yeah. And then so I get Glass is more focused on the Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. character. So it'll make sense. I think the first thing I remember seeing James McAvoy in, which I think I saw with Rob. Want I it? see like everything with Rob <laughs> upstairs. Him and I go to movies together all the time. But um, yeah, Wanted. Yeah, Damn, Wanted. I, was, I think that, that was the first movie. thing he was in. Yeah, and it's like super unrealistic, but that's the point of it. It's supposed to be like out of control action sequences and shit. Yeah, and like, it is. And, yeah, it totally <laughs> is. The movie's got everyone in too. It's got Angelina Jolie. It's got him in. It's got Morgan uh, Freeman. Freeman. It's got a bunch of people. That's a great movie. Totally makes no sense whatsoever. Like, I remember like the healing baths and shit like that. I never made any more sense to me. <laughs> like, right. they get shot up or cut up, and then they just throw them in this little healing bath with like wax, and then yeah, they're just, like, it's good to go. <laughs> Man, what was uh? This, I feel like there's like a video game that does that shit. Yeah, it was weird. But, yeah, it was weird. That's funny. Just throw them in a bath, and everything's all good. But anyway, so like thriller movies have been like my main focus. So. I, I, I go through these phases where I'll just like Google like best psychedelic movies or best thrillers like whatever. And so I Googled best thrillers on Netflix. And so I've been watching like some of the ones on there. And I've got a couple sweet recommendations of movies that I just watched. Um, one is called The Invitation, which the premise is a little bit weird off the rip because I it made me wonder why you would be in this scenario. So like, all right, so this is how it starts. This guy... And his new girlfriend get invited to dinner at his like ex wife's house and with her new boyfriend. Right. But it's it's supposed to be like a thing where like they're all hanging out with like all their old buddies and they're all getting together, right? But it kind of made me weird right off the rip because I'm like, why would you be going to your ex wife's house to meet her new boyfriend and shit? That was weird to me. I would. I, I guess I just wouldn't ex-wife. do that. You said <laughs> ex wife's house to meet the new boyfriend. Yeah, to meet the new the new husband or whatever. But then like all the, all of his other <laughs> friends were there too. Like all of his friends and shit were there too. But anyways, that's, so that was the only that's weird even part more about questionable. It. But beyond that, it was a cool <laughs> movie. So like it's about them like these. They had gone through a traumatic experience together, and that's why they ended up getting divorced. I won't tell you what it is, so I don't give up what the movie's about. But they go over there, and like a bunch of crazy things just. Go out or go on throughout the dinner sequence, and that's all I'll say because I don't want to ruin it because there's a lot of crazy twists and stuff in it. But it's got um, one of the dudes, one of the main characters in it is from uh, Treme, and he was in Game of Thrones. He plays like the dude. He plays Carlisi's like right hand man. You know, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Up. yeah, that dude. That dude is like the main character in it. Um, Wait, is that the guy the 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 dude for hire guy? The dude for hire. Remember, yeah. like they had the guy, like the three bounty hunter things she hired in Game of Thrones, and then two he's of like, them. He's like the dude. Killed. He's the dude that like falls in love with her. She's like banging him on the side. 
Yeah, that dude. He like okay. guards her and she's so like, there was two. So you know there was two different guys that played him. So which one? Yeah, yeah, it's the second guy. Okay, so the, the first guy was uh, the bad guy in Deadpool. Yeah, not that guy. Okay, not cool. that guy. All right, yeah, yeah, it's the second guy that played him. Um, Francis. I, I, didn't, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was the, the first guy. Was, yeah, that was Francis. Ah, that that's was funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, but yeah, so that was a really cool movie. I'd really recommend checking that one out. It's called The Invitation. Check that out. And then another thriller, which I want to break up the actor's name because I forgot. I, Rob mentioned it. I forgot that he had passed away recently. But the movie's from 2015. It's called Green Room. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen that movie. You saw before. that? Yeah. I thought it was pretty tight. Yeah, dude. about the band that goes. Yeah. yeah so uh, it's what's like his a, face from Star Wars and Alpha Dog is in it? I forgot. Yeah, that's name. the guy that passed away yeah. in real life. I forgot. It. Yeah, I've seen that movie before. Um, it's pretty his good. name is Anton Yelchin. Yeah. He had a, his his story about how he passed away is crazy freak accident too. Like he like got out of his car to like check the mail or something at his house and like forgot to get his put his car in park and the fucking car like rolled it up against him and pinned him against his fence and that's how he died. That's wild. That's a crazy story, that's wild. dude. That's legit. That's like nuts. that's some final destination like, that doesn't shit happen. right like, there. Like the odds of that happening are so nuts. That's some final destination shit I've ever that's heard. Super of. nuts. Like he, it was his time to go. Like, yeah. No, no, that's true. Cr- I hope I, he was a really good actor, man. That really bums me out. Yeah. I really like. I thought he was awesome in Alpha Dog way back in the day. But um, anyway, so this movie is about like it's him and like the chick that plays Maybe from Arrested Development is in there and a couple other recognizable faces from Small Things. Um. Are in it, but they play like a punk band, like a starving park punk band that's touring around in a van together. They end up like getting this last minute gig booked at what comes they don't know at the time, but comes it's to like, find out it's like a Nazi club. Yep, and it's a club that's run by Sir Patrick Stewart, <laughs> <laughs> the dude from uh, Captain Kirk. Well, no, wait, not a Captain Kirk. What was he in Star Wars? I mean, not Star Wars. Picard. Uh, he was in Picard. Picard, yeah. Picard, yeah. Picard and Star Trek and Professor Xavier and a million so, yeah. other things. Yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart. He's yeah. a fucking sir. <laughs> but um. So, yeah, it's about them playing there, and then they witness something they weren't supposed to see. So they kind of are, like, in a, they're locked in the green room in a standoff with the Nazi people trying to figure out a way out of the situation. And I thought that was very entertaining, too. It's a wild movie. It's like, a wild movie. I saw, like, when it, actually, I saw it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Does, uh, does Blumhouse produce that one? I'm not sure. I want to say that might have been one of those bad robot ones you were just talking about. It was either bad robot or Blumhouse, one yeah. of the two. But. Dude, Sir Patrick Stewart is a G. How old is this man? He's looked the exact same since like the early '90s. He's the Morgan Freeman for like white people. Yeah, he is. Like. He's the Morgan Freeman for white people. Let's see. Let's let's find out how Sir Patrick Stewart is. Seventy-eight, bro. He's not even like he's really not that old. Like I thought he was like ninety, bro. <laughs> like, Seventy-eight is still pretty old. It's old, but like not like in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Like I mean, that's it's anything above ARP age is old. Well, that's no, like I'm, that's I'm, like fifty-five, bro. I think it's sixty-two. Is it sixty-two? Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Damn, I really recommend this beer, by the way. Usually I just like just kind of keep sip moving, them. but man, this is really good. Yeah, this and that mule beer. Mm-hmm. The mule beer is wild. That's that's a dangerous beer. We have some le- mule uh, beer though. Let me let me preface uh, buddy, uh, something uh, we didn't tell you on that podcast. It gives you a terrible hangover the next the day. Sugar, from all the sugar, sugar, and it's shit. The, yeah, like that's not like drinking margaritas back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Like anything with too much sugar in it is gonna give you a hangover. Yep. So definitely hydrate yourself after drinking one of those. And then let's see. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of movies and TV talk that I got around to. So this other new show, I don't know if it's a limited series or like a short, uh, a mini series, but it's called Little Drummer Girl. Never heard of it. It just started on AMC. It's got uh, Alexander Skarsgård in it from True Blood. And it's got Michael Shannon from Boardwalk Empire. Alexander Skarsgård. Is that uh, any relation to Bill Skarsgård? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, actually, he's got like three. I just looked this up recently because we were like figuring out his age or something or something like that. And he's got like three other brothers that are all famous as well that are all in movies. I didn't know he was in Deadpool. He was in Deadpool? The second one. Alexander Skarsgård or his brother? Bill. Oh, okay. Bill was okay. in Deadpool. The second, yeah, yeah the second that one. makes sense. He was in there for like a hot second. But. Um, yeah, but basically this is like a CIA type of... It takes place in West Germany. And it's like um, kind of like a undercover CIA mission type of show deal. Like he... Alexander Skarsgård plays this like smooth talking CIA agent or whatever that kind of like, well, like uh, uh, wins over this actress, like pretends to like fall in love with her or whatever. But really is trying to get her to do this mission mission with them or whatever, and so he kind of like kind of fucks her over in a way, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of like gets her to fall gets her to fall for him, and then. It like ends up like using her for this mission or whatever. So it's pretty interesting so far. Like the first episode was like an hour and a half long, so that's the only one I watched so far. I think there's been five so far, but I don't know. That's worth checking out. Mike, I think Michael Shannon's one of the best fucking actors ever. He was Michael Shannon's probably one of the best villains in Bro, he's history to me. He's amazing. He was in this movie called The Shelter from like four or five years ago, where he like the whole everyone in his neighborhood thinks he's going crazy because one day he just starts building this fucking bomb shelter in the basement. Because he gets this weird premonition that the world is going to, like, fucking come to an end. So he starts going to crazy. And, like, everyone, literally everyone thinks he's going crazy in the town. And the whole movie is about, like, is he going crazy or is this actually going to happen? Have so you that's ever a cool movie. Check that out. seen the movie uh, with Matt Damon? It was, uh, not Downsizing, what was another one. Oh, the one where they were in the suburbs and... Suburbicon. 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 It. it got, like, didn't it get slammed in the ratings? It was wild as... Is it super wild? <laughs> It's violent, right? Yes. Yeah. Bro, the movie is totally different than what I was imagining because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of it's a lot of race stuff going on in that mm-hmm. movie too. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was crazy, yeah. Yeah. It was, isn't like the premise like like What's the premise of it again? So, it's just like suburban like society. It's kind of like set in like the 50s, like 50s, 60s, so mm-hmm. like you know, like around like the whole you know, like diner area, down the area stuff like that area. Era and stuff like that where uh they have they had his family. Matt Damon's the Matt Damon, you know, father, and then they had the little kid and the mom, and then I think it was her sister. Yeah, her mom and her sister. So they are all living together. The mom gets in a car accident and becomes paraplegic. Mm-hmm. So she's just kind of like wheeling around all over the place. And then this uh, this black family moves next door, and then she was like, "Hey, you know," she told her her son like, "Hey, you should go play with the little boy." Though everybody's giving you know the black family like dirty looks, most of them like the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. since you know they just moved in, and it's just like Lily White like mm-hmm. area and right. everything like that. So it's like, have you have you seen your neighbor like the male <laughs> and everything like that? Anyway, so break up the tension. The mom sends her boy over there, and they become like friends, start playing around and stuff like that. So later that night, uh, I guess they call a meeting or something like that, like whatever. Like I guess people in the Town, what do you call? What do you call like the cul-de-sac like group? It's like a pub, like a community watch type thing. I forgot what they call. Oh it. yeah, I forgot what they call it. It's like the neighborhood. It's like the neighborhood like meeting or something like that. Oh, oh, oh. neighborhood for- association. Neighborhood association. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. the neighborhood association, they get called, and they pretty much saying we don't want this black family in the room, in in our neighborhood. That's pretty much the mm-hmm. premise of it. So they go in to the the house like the, where Matt Damon's family lives and stuff like that. They pretty much like harass them, like, hey, you know, you guys can't associate with these guys, stuff like that. Then they knock them out, like they actually chloroform them. Jesus. Yeah, it's fucked up. 
and the mom ends up dying. And so is it like a torture? Like they kind of like a torture in this family or whatever? They're kind of torturing the family, but don't they, give away too much of it because yeah, I kind of want do want to see this. Yeah, movie. it's it a good movie. Shit, you might watch it later. But yeah, they mm. pretty much like steal. Uh, they pretty much steal all their stuff or whatever. A little boy gets up, and that's kind of where shit goes from there. I'm just giving you guys a heads up right now. There's not that many good people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's maybe like three good people in this whole movie. Like not acting wise, but actual like like. Protagonist. There's only like three good people in this whole movie. Right. Yeah, that's. Uh, and it's not who you think they are. I want to check it that out. <laughs> For some reason, I think I was gonna watch it, and then it got slammed by the ratings. So then I ended up not. It watching. was on. It's on Hulu right now. So for some reason, I checked it out. And then speaking of movies that got slammed by the ratings, but I actually enjoyed is the fucking Solo movie. Did you see on Solo? I hated movie? Solo. Did you? I hated that movie, dude. I already. I hated so, that movie so much. I, actually, I specifically. I, was, I like how they tied in different stuff from Solo's history, like the how mm-hmm. he got the dice and stuff like that, yeah. and how he got his name. That aspect. Is cool. I'm not a fan of who plays solo. I'm not right, a fan guy. of Denersi Targaryen and solo. Okay, well, <laughs> my, well, I like, well, I th- I'm super attracted to her. I mean, that's Carlisi. a different story. I'm Carlisi. just talking about Amazing. Khaleesi. Um, but, anyways, I went into it. Well, maybe it was because I had such bad expectations that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, I, I was, for that one, I heard so much bad stuff about it that I just didn't want, like watch it. I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to see it in the movies. I'll, I'll catch it sometime when it's on TV or whatever. And I ended up downloading it the other day, and I thought it was pretty good. Like it was obviously like cheesy, but most Star Wars movies are cheesy. Like that's just a thing about Star Wars, and like it's kind of campy or whatever. And there's kind of like some stupid things in it, but like it was super entertaining. There's a lot of awesome like chase scenes and shit, and like the graphics are great. And Childish Gambino was or Down Glover I think was the, great. The last, I think it was probably one of the bright spots in the movie mm-hmm. for me between him and. Um what was it? The like the oh Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson was dope too. Yeah, dude, yeah. dude, the dude that played Chewy though was off. Like that, that like with him like being a new actor, it didn't feel right. It yeah. felt weird. Yeah, I was. I just really wasn't a fan of the movie in general. That was know. funny though to see. It was cool to see like how Han Solo met Chewy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That that was kind of cool. That, cool. cool too. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I actually kind of enjoyed that movie though. It was not as bad. It's definitely worth the watch. Like if you want like an entertaining thing. That, Just to say you watched it, yeah. like all the Star Wars movies, watch it. I mean, yep. it's kind of along the lines of like I didn't like Last Jedi either, to be honest with you. I hated but, the Last Jedi. Was that the the most recent of the? Like, yeah, the, that was the wrong recent of the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, I hated that one. I think the last like great like Star Wars, like the spinoff movies of Rogue One was amazing. I still love Rogue One. That's probably one of my favorite of all time. Actually, that was Star the Wars, first, like, the first one of like since Disney's been doing it. Because right? yes, yeah, so, no, 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 no. It was re- no before that. What was was a uh, not return, not Return of the Jedi. The Force Awakens was that before Rogue One? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Force Awakens was before yep, Rogue was One. One. Yeah, which Force, Force Awakens was good too. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, I think that's all. Actually, I watched this awesome movie on Netflix today. I forget the name of it. It was like a kind of like a heisty type of thing. Like these dudes are robbing armored trucks. The and heist. Shit. But no, no, it was um, <laughs> it was one of those movies. You know, sometimes on Netflix you'll catch one of those movies. It's like a foreign movie, but they'll have it overdubbed in English. Yep. That was what this was, and I forget the fucking name. Of it. Oh man, I I'll have to come back to you guys on the next week's episode about what the name of it was. It was a really sweet like uh, heist movie. It was really entertaining. Like, I, I, usually I can't watch the overdub shit because I'm like, all right, this is a little stupid. But, like, I didn't even, I, I kind of almost forgot it was overdubbed after a while because I'm like, this is kind of sweet. There was actually a couple people I recognized in there, too. I think it must have been in, like, Spanish or something like that. The overdubbing wasn't terrible either. But, um, yeah, let's see. I think that was it for the movie talk. Oh, the Lion King trailer came out. Did you watch that shit? 
Did I watch that shit? <laughs> Dude, it would set a record dumb for the... question is that? Did it, I watch the Lion King trailer? It set a record for, like, the most, like, views in, like, YouTube I've, history I've watched that trailer, like, legitimately, like, a good, like, 15 times. It, it came... I think, <laughs> it, I think it got 220 million views in the first day it was Sounds out. Sounds about right. Deservingly so. Dude, the, only, the only depressing part about that movie is you gotta watch Mufasa die in 4K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Lion Sorry. King. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw one that was kind of sweet. Like someone had, uh, you know, on like Facebook to do like the side by side. Someone put the original trailer with that trailer and it's almost like perfect. Like it, it goes yeah, like perfect with, with the original one. And you still got like James Earl Jones like narrating it, which is tight. That he's James, still yeah, James Earl Jones is still it. playing uh, Mufasa. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm still not tight. a fan of Beyonce playing Nyla to me. I, I, I really that doesn't not bother me none. She's young queen. I don't. Like <laughs> I've just never been a fan of. Tell me your thoughts Beyonce's on the trailer real quick while I go take fan. my little break. <laughs> Be uh, right back, my friend. The Lion King trailer, or we'll just talk about Disney in general. Disney trailers. Dude, you yeah, got yeah. Dumbo coming out. You got Toy Story four. Little you got Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Is little Mermaid. Is that greenlit? Maybe, maybe I, that I don't know if they greenlit that one yet. Neil disappeared, so yeah. I'm really excited for the Lion King trailer. I'm really excited to actually see. I didn't didn't see the Dumbo trailer yet, but I know I think that's coming out like February or March or something like that. I don't know if Disney's just gonna remake all their old stuff, you know, for modern times and stuff like that. But this is dope. I'm, I'm excited for it. Like I I, I know they greenlit Mulan, which that's gonna be interesting to see too, because Mulan's always been my favorite. But to see, I think like. My favorite casting choice, back to like going back to Lion King, I think Seth Rogen as Pumbaa might be one of my favorite casting choices of all time. Cause he just, I just imagine like the Seth Rogen like, <laughs> laugh with Pumbaa will be a one. I'm I'm really excited to hear something like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that Toy Story too. I heard that. They were missing a character or something like that. I forgot exactly who it was missing from it, but a lot of people were pissed off about that. Yep. But in lighter news, hope everybody else is doing good out there. I've been kind of just playing... I've been kind of keeping it myself, playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for the past, like, three weeks. I finally beat it today, so yeah, go me. Uh, if you guys haven't got on that yet, if you have, like, a PS4 or an Xbox or something like that, you, I'd highly recommend it. The only thing about it is, like... Out of the 85 hours of gameplay, is about it's been about seven or eight on a horse. So that kind of sucks. But besides that, I love it. We're Red Dead about Red Redemption. Dead, Red Dead Redemption too. Yep. Dude, there's a two part South Park episode about it. It's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. So funny. So like the premise of it is like, so man, they brought Man Bear Pig back. Some South Park fans would know what that is. They. It was like how they man bear pig like or man bear global pig. warming. Is this big, yeah, it's like this big I can't, I can't make the quote with this. Warming. If you guys know, I fucked up my fingers. Oh, that's so I can't hilarious. Do that, but the world's yeah. like being terrorized by like all man bear pig and being killed by everyone. Everyone's playing Red Dead Redemption. It's fucking it's, And don't forget the school shootings. Are still <laughs> the school going on shootings are still going on. Shoot- this season of South this Park. This season of South Park has been phenomenal. I'm always like, like oh, I mean. You guys, I mean, if you guys know me personally, you know how I feel about Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Oh I, I love them. I put them on a pedestal. I like the choice yeah. they made. Like, I think it was probably like three or four or five years ago now, like when each season now like has a general yeah, everything, theme. Like, yeah, you know everything I mean? is like a, a story. Yeah, it used to be like every episode like, was different. Yeah, you know? like, like, now I think like, like the past, like it was like five, six seasons ago they started yeah, doing it. I love it, man. It's so funny. This season's been really great. 
fucking Cartman. Although they, they brought it back to the, the... Did you watch episode eight yet? Yep. Oh, God. They brought it back to the Black Panther thing? Yep. Oh, man. Cartman's so funny. I love that, like, the, what was it? The Buddha box? This, this last episode? <laughs> the Buddha box. <laughs> the Buddha box is like... So they have this, like, it's like a cardboard box that you put over your face to block out the world. It just lets you go world. to your phone. It just has you and your phone. It has, like, uh, noise-canceling headphones and a screen, like, two inches away from your face. It's so funny. It is hilarious, though. It really made... PC babies. The whole episode makes... Yeah, the PC babies. Oh, my God. The PC babies. Uh, it made me think of Kyle Frazier as soon as I, like, I saw the PC babies. Because I was like, Kyle's got to be cracking up at this shit. <laughs> I want to go home and watch that now. Mm. Yeah, this is a great one. I really want to go home and watch South Park now. How many episodes do they do do in a season? Is it like 10 or something like that? I think it's like 10. Yeah. It depends on the season, but usually it's like 10 or maybe 11. I wonder how long they'll continue doing South Park. Bro, I don't even want to think about South Park ending. As long as there's shit in the world, I feel like South Park's still going to be around. But it could really end as long as Trey Parker. If Trey Trey Parker and Matt Stone want it to end, it will end. Yeah, for sure. I guarantee it. Speaking of Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you know what we should go see? It's coming back to Book sound. of Mormon, I already yeah. saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go see it. Damn, I, saw it like, I never saw, saw it. two years ago. I'll go see it again. I though. definitely want to see that. My parents <laughs> saw it and said it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is My fucking hilarious. Said it was hilarious. Bro, the soundtrack is great. Oh, that's what I've heard. Spooky Mormon Hell Dream. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wonder how loaded Trey Parker and Matt Stone are. They gotta be filthy rich. How much, like, I mean, between, about, like, between South Park and Book of Mormon... Ian South Park merchandise is really popular. In the video games. In the video games, too. Fuck, dude, that's gone, man. I mean, cartoons like, like your merchandise merchandising for cartoons has got to be amazing, dude. Like kids and shit, buy the fuck out of that. Remember how when we were like growing up? Remember how many kids had like Cartman T-shirts and shit? Like, yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, my dream. That's actually low key my dream. And that's how I, you know you make it. That's how I know I'll make it. If I get if I get in the South Park episode, that's how I know I made it. Dude, hell yeah, I'd be honored if that's they roasted me. If if I if get up in a South Park you? episode, I know I made it. There you go. If I get in that that's my that's my end game right there. Just being on South Park, I can retire. All right. So <laughs> while I was watching all these shows and shit, I'm kind of glad we've been talking about movies and TV a lot on here. This is kind of fun. Yeah, we don't do many episodes. That's like what this, I'm a nerd so yeah. for too. But um, so this got me thinking about this too. So I was thinking about worst. What's your are your most hated TV characters on your favorite shows? So like a character on like a show that you love. But there's a character on there you fucking hate. Like, oh, I mean, the easy, the easy pick for everybody. I feel like for a lot of people out there would be Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, that's the easy pick. Wonderful actor though. Like he did his damn thing. Like that means he was great at what he He had to quit acting because of that. Oh yeah, he quit acting because he was getting harassed in real life. Yeah, I feel bad for Um, him. Yeah, that's a good example. Oh, are you talking about somebody? Are you talking about somebody that? No, that's a good like, one. It could be either one you hate for because they're a terrible actor, or, some, or, it could or a be great you movie that somebody was a shitty actor. Actor, it could be that too. Godfather Part Three, the daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, Godfather Part Three. I mean, you could throw the whole <laughs> Godfather Part Three, the whole movie. In I the actually liked Godfather Part Three. I just hated the her. Whole, the whole incest. She was the thing. worst. Act, that was like one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen. I think she like won a couple of Razzies because of that. Who shit. did? I forgot her name. Like she actually went on to do other shit too. But I forget who. It is. She played. So she played uh, Corleone's daughter, and I forgot her name. <coughs> hmm. I forgot her actual name. But yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, all right, one that came to mind that I was thinking of. <laughs> There's actually a few on this show. Was Deb on <laughs> fucking Dexter? His sister. <laughs> was the worst. God damn, she was so I, bad at I acting. A, I got a lot. She would say fuck all the time. <laughs> she was terrible. Um, also on Marie there, Laguerta. Bad. 
Maria, Maria Breaking Bad Breaking was Bad. the worst. Maria bro. Breaking Bad was, oh was absolutely she was horrible. Uh, <laughs> Maria Breaking Bad. Yeah, she was terrible too. She was awful. That was the worst um, part about Breaking Bad. There's a me, lot of Maria. kids. The kids on the Ozarks suck. The kids watch on um, like uh, Ray Donovan suck. All oh, the kids on Ray Donovan are the worst. His daughter and son are the most little bratty little fuck faces. Oh god, they're the worst. Um, but it's hilarious because there's a lot of cases like that where it's like. You love the show, but there's a character on there that's just terrible. And I feel like Dexter, like Michael C. Hall was like the only real good actor on that show. They just surrounded him with a bunch of I've shitty I've literally actors. never watched one episode of Dexter. What? Never watched one episode Bro, of Dexter. Bro, you should start. The first four seasons are amazing. Seasons one through four, awesome. And it slowly started going on a decline after there. Um, there's actually talks, like I heard that they're thinking about bringing it back, actually, because of the how like poor the ending was. Oh, speaking of... Movie shows are, or not shows or movies. Breaking Bad. Speaking of which, you know they're doing a movie. Well, from Jesse's point of view. No, they're, they're not. They're, it's a movie. It's a sequel. They're, no, they're, they're closing not. out because what's his name? Brett uh, Gilliam, Vince Gilliam. He said Jesse didn't have the closure. Like if right, Je- Jesse. If Jesse had closure, it would take away from Walt. So Dude. He's like, that's why he's like, I'm making a movie for Jesse. Dude, are you serious? That, that's that guy greenlit. Happening? That guy greenlit. Yeah. Oh my that god, that actually that's got greenlit. Awesome. I was literally. I just had. I had like tweeted someone about that. That's awesome, dude. That was, was already greenlit. Yeah. Because I had uh, tweeted about, about how I wish there was an episode of Better Call Saul where they just like for uh, like an episode or like for a season went off to like Jesse's character because like if the way like spoiler if you haven't watched Breaking Bad turn this podcast off like if, if you plan on watching give you a second I'll give you a second. But, like, Jesse's character makes it out alive. You just and, spoiled it. You didn't and, give him a second. Oh, we gave him a second. Um, <laughs> Jesse's, <laughs> character, Jesse's character makes it out alive, so you want to, like, you really want to know what happens with him. Like, you want to know where, like, he went. Because, like, with Better Call Saul, we know what happens with Saul's character. Obviously, you know what happens with Walt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he said that, Vince Gillian said that it would have took away from Walt's story ending if they gave Jesse closure. So he said, you know what, we're just going to do a movie for Jesse. Dude, that'd be yeah. awesome. Oh, man, Aaron Paul needs it, too, because... He's on BoJack. He's good. No, he's on BoJack. No, he's no, on BoJack. I don't, say, I don't, I don't mean he needs it in that uh, sense. Like, like, he's working. But, well, he's all right, working. So like, he's, he's on a show about. called The Path on Hulu, Okay, which it started out super dope. I'm like, oh, this is a cool concept. It's like about like this religious cult. It's, it's definitely loosely based on Scientology, like, like the way that it's <laughs> formatted. Like, Shout out to you, Tom Cruise. It's like, <laughs> they like welcome you in. They find like troubled people, you know, welcome you in, like offer you a place to live and community and friends and all this. And then it's coming to find out that there's like a lot of shady shit behind the scenes going on. And it's been pretty good so far, but it's um, gotten a little out there the last season. There is, I think we talked about this on a, like a podcast like three or four episodes ago. Uh, you ever seen the show? It's a, it's a it's a Hulu original, but it's a Marvel Hulu called The Runaways. The Runaways. I just saw. I was just scrolling and saw that it's like a Marvel one, right? Yeah, I finished it. it was is good. it good? So you were talking about the whole cult thing where stuff like that. They actually have so Runaways is about these these best friends. They're like they're all rich. Like their families are all rich and stuff like that. They're all best friends and you know yada yada mm-hmm. all that shit. Their family, on the other hand, is in a like a cult type thing. Mm-hmm. Where they have to sacrifice somebody every year to this entity or whatever, mm. so they can keep their lifestyles up. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters, their her mom actually runs this like really successful like type. It's like this really big church type mm-hmm. deal, kind of like a kind of like a cult, kind of like a Scientology type thing. Mm-hmm. And she takes all these like wayward kids, you know, that's like, going through struggles, like you know, former addicts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, trying to get clean. 
And then she was like, we're going to offer you a path of enlightenment, which means we're going to sacrifice you to this fucking entity. That's crazy. Yeah. That and sounds kind of sweet. And the kids, the kids actually find out about it, and that's, they're trying to stop the parents. And stuff Dude, like there's that. a movie yeah. that's got a similar premise to that that's on Netflix. It's real fucked up, actually. It's like the premise of the movie, I can't remember the name of it, but like these kids are in this school, right, where on one day out of the year they take a test. And like the bottom, like one percent, like the the least, like the people that score one percent, they kill them off. It's because like the like the world is like too popular at this point or whatever. So like they at this school every year, like they spend the whole year like training for this fucking test. You know what I mean? Like because every year, if you're in the bottom one percent, you get xed, and like that's their way of like keeping up with population control. What's that? What was that movie? Uh, population four thirty. One or something? Fahrenheit 430. No, that's Fahrenheit 451. That's different. That's a great movie. That's different. I haven't seen the movie yet with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I've read the book. I haven't seen the movie. It was though. cool. I read the book back Super in Super trippy. School. Like, it's fun to watch. I can't remember if I really it's loved weird. the movie, Michael, but it was like trippy and fun to watch. I don't see Michael B. Jordan as Montag, which is throwing me off. I never but, read the book, yeah. so I don't know. Michael Shannon's in that movie, too. I bet he is. He's yep. probably a villain, he, too. He, he plays Michael the, Shannon's a villain. He plays like the main <laughs> guy that's burning all the books. Like that the, sounds the about that, right. Yeah. That's a yeah. Michael Shannon thing yeah. to do. Michael Shannon's a typecasted villain. I love him to death, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I forgot the name of the movie. I gotta look it up. It's like Population something. Anyways, it's like the small-ass town. Kind of looks like the village a little bit. Small-ass town where they can't keep the... They will can't keep the population any higher or lower than that number. I forgot the fucking number, but anyway, if somebody new comes to town, they'll like kill off, or if somebody gets born or something like that, mm-hmm. somebody has like this lottery where they'll kill somebody off. Oh. Or, you know, if the population's too low, then, you know, you have to have a baby or you mm-hmm. have to recruit somebody from the outside world and have, get them to stay. Dude, that's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. I like this movie talk. It's fun. Um, I forgot the name of his population. Damn. I know it was a book too, but yeah. Let's see. What else did I have on here? Oh, so last week, I, I forgot, I, 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 I gathered the information for you guys. Last week, I had talked about how I had heard like a little brief thing before they went to commercial on Dave and Chuck about the guy that ran a radio show oh, yeah. for 40 years for an audience of one. But I didn't really know like what the audience was or what that was, so I, like, I looked into it. <laughs> and, and I've got this little news article about it. So it was this dude, his name was Deke Duncan. And it said he's been broadcasting a radio station to an audience of one for 44 years. Now the DJ is finally ready to make a pitch to reach a wider listenership after being offered a chance to join BBC local radio station. So as a 29-year-old, Duncan began running his radio station from a garden shed um, in Hertfordshire in the 1970s. His setup began broadcasting as Radio 77 and featured its own jingles. He called it his, or he called in his friends to help maintain its dawn to midnight weekend programming schedule. The only problem was that licensing restrictions meant that surprisingly professional output could reach an audience of only one: Duncan's wife Teresa, who listened Darn. via speakers from inside the house. So his wife was holding him <laughs> down for forty years. That's true love, That's right there. Crazy. That right? is true love. That's true love. He must have been playing some fire music too. Anyways, despite this. He continued with the project as a tribute to the pirate radio stations that broadcast off the boats from the coast of the UK during the 1960s, with the dream of one day bringing his music choices to the whole, uh, to the whole of Stevenage. I don't know what that is. Um, his story was covered in a lighthearted film by a TV program nationwide in 1974, which showed Duncan complaining that his entire audience disappeared when his wife 
popped to the shops after doing the housework. Nice. That's hilarious. But anyway, so last month, BBC Archive Services rediscovered the clip and posted it on Twitter, prompting the journalists at BBC Three Counties Radio to embark on a quest to find out what happened to the DJ who had a tiny audience and dreamed of reaching a wider Newtown area. But anyways, long story short, they ended up giving him... um, I think over the holidays he's going to get to broadcast his own show finally, which That's is pretty good. cool. That's By the pretty, way, pretty so sweet. I looked up that movie, Population Four Thirty Six. That's the name of it. Okay. And guess what? Guess who's in it? Guess Ooh. who's in it? Fred Durst. <laughs> Fred Durst. <laughs> That's hilarious. But anyways, before I move on from that story real quick, that actually brings me to a new segment idea that I had. Um, new segment idea. Which I wish be, we had the pylon right there. To be which dope. I don't really know what I'm naming it yet, but uh, uh, it's just more of like a positive news. All right, so this is what I want to do. So on our podcast, we've been talking about where the direction and where we want to go and stuff. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk, and we we mentioned a few times how we want to leave like the gossipy, negative bullshit out of it because you can get that on your time. We're not we TMZ. Don't we don't fuck around with that. Yeah. But what I was thinking would be interesting, which was piggybacking off that awesome news story that I just read. Which would be cool every week to look up to for me and E Man each to find one cool positive news story that you find through that happened throughout the week and just read a little uh, little blurb about it on the show. So something like positive that happened in the world because we get we live in a world where Facebook and Twitter and all that shit is just so full of negativity and bullshit. So I thought that would be a cool idea. Um, at least I will. I'll, I'll do it because <laughs> I like reading off positive stuff that happens. But um, yeah. So you got something right now? No, that was I, I was piggybacking off that. That was my positive news story for the week. Was that little oh, that, the yeah, radio yeah. of one stuff and how that guy's finally getting his own show and everything. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, and speaking of getting their own shows and stuff like that, um, Vince Staples got a couple acting gigs. Does he? Uh huh. Um, good. Good so, for him, actually. Yeah. So I just read this article that said. Uh, teamed with the incisive, instantly recognizable draw and riveting bars on Parallels of Life, the Long Beach, California uh, component of Vince Staples' journey to hip-hops. All right, this is just a whole... Um, let me skip through that. This is just basically this news article sucking Vince's dick for a second. Um, They're cuffing it, too. Okay, so his impressive rise through the ranks, Vince undertakes a bold career maneuver in recent times. A tale perpetuated throughout the genre's history, the Northside rapper has been opted to enlist in or that natural charisma for more than uh, conventional press obligations or high-caliber music videos. Uh, has made three years. Hold on. God, they were like really kissing his ass for a minute on here. Uh, Don't suck the ghost of his dick too hard. <laughs> so there's like an indie movie coming out um, about a he says a jaded individual who embarks on a road trip and fatefully finds himself in the snares of a gang fugitive bank robbers on account of his uh, a formidable gravitas it would be safe to assume that Vince has all the require or requisite tools. Uh, to shoulder this burden and turn a stellar performance. However, removing the segue from his historical vacuum of contextualizing it into a wider canon of rappers in a cinema displays the move as more of a calculated risk than an assurance of further access. I don't know. He's getting his own movie and shit, and 
this article is really ridiculous about him. Did you see the... Uh, well, he's got his own movie, and I think he's going to be on a show, too. See the MGK Pete Davidson movie? MGK Pete Davidson movie? Yeah. That's silly. It got, it's, it actually got entered in Sundance. Really? Yeah. What's it about? Uh, I'm not sure what the actual... It's called Big Time Adolescence. Not sure what it's about yet, but it's kind of popped up on my feed. They're talking about rappers doing movie roles and stuff like that. Um... MGK's been in a few things now. MGK he was, was in Nerve. He was in Roadies. Roadies, yeah. That I kind of liked Roadies. Uh, Roadies only only lasted one yeah. season. Yeah. Roadies was solid, though. And he had a, he had a decent role in that one, too. Mm-hmm. MGK was in... Oh, no. What was that movie about the British actress that became like a, was a pop star, and he was her boyfriend for a minute, but he was a, kind of a dick? Uh, no, no. The dude from Birth of a Nation was in it as well. Fuck. Okay. Um... Beyond the Lights. That's what it's mm. called. Beyond the Lights. All right. It was actually not a bad movie. I'm going to have one more of these bad boys. This is this beer is You've been sucking these awesome, down, man. Bro. I'm just kind of babysitting my one. my third one of the podcast, baby. It's Friday night. You know, if you're going through it, if you're going through beers like that, you know it's good. Yeah, that's good, man. Because <laughs> it's not too spicy. Like, the habanero is just a nice little kick. It's not too much. If you have um, those, uh, those baby taste buds, you'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like spicy shit. Those people that think ranch is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my mom thinks everything is spicy. My mom's one of those people. Um, okay, so since we're still on these movies talks, uh, there is a documentary coming to HBO that I'm excited to watch. Homeboys Sand- only? No. Homeboys <laughs> only. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's about Sandra Bland. It's Sandra Bland's story, which if you're unfamiliar with that, Sandra Bland was uh, a very interesting story of who she was found uh, killed or hanging in her cell, like died by suicide, but it really makes no sense and everyone thinks that it was set up because she was the person that was pulled over by the police and arrested and um, within like a couple hours, I'll read the story here. As Bland was pulled over for a traffic violation on July 10th by state trooper Brian Asina. The exchange escalated resulting... Yeah, Brian Asina, I'm not sure where it's at, but... um, I think it was in Texas, actually. The exchange um, escalated, resulting in Bland's arrest and uh, charge for assaulting a police officer. The arrest was partially recorded by Encina's dash cam and by a bystander's cell phone. After the authorities reviewed the dash cam footage, Encina was placed on administrative leave for failing to follow proper traffic stop procedures. Texas authorities and the FBI conducted an investigation into Bland's death and determined the Waller County Jail did not follow required policies, included, including time checks on inmates and ensuring the employees had completed required mental health training. Um, in 2015, a grand jury declined to indict the county sheriff and the jail staff for a felony relating to Bland's death. So basically what happened is she, why would she kill herself in jail? She got pulled over for this like minor thing. Like, why would she, like, she, like, People that kill themselves in jail are people that are locked up for life. Like this, right. she, she was waiting a trial, like for a traffic stop. So did stop. she find like, herself like? So how did how, how did she fishy. how did she hang herself? I'm not sure. Was I don't it know like, if it was like a, a, a belt or, or something belt. like that? Because usually for belt, and I, I hate to say this, I know this firsthand. They confiscate all that shit from you. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm not, not sure. Arrested, how, like, it could have been like bed sheets. Yeah, it would have to be like a bed sheet or something like that. But like that is like what's super. So they're kind of investigating. HBO is going to be putting out a documentary about it because I've been really interested. Wow, when did that happen? Um, That happened in 2015, I think. It's been like two or three years. Yeah, 2015. 
And like this lady didn't have like she wasn't like a violent. She didn't have like priors and stuff like that. Like she was like a normal law-abiding citizen for him. Let me hear. Uh, but um, yeah. So one thing we want to talk about too, like kind of like bringing them like a segment in. Mm-hmm. Talk about like at least one funny story from the media. Yeah, that'd be Something cool hilarious. too, man. You want to do that? One one positive, one funny. Yeah, one positive, I'm down one that. Funny. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. That's sweet. I like that. We got a lot to choose from here. One of my personal favorites, this one's kind of messed up, though, but it's still, it's funny to me because I like darker stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll let you read it first just to get your initial reaction. Top one here? Top one, yep. Okay. It says, well, man never... proposes by putting ring on penis and asking girlfriend to perform, <laughs> to perform a sex act. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. That's, that to that's, do hilarious, it. that's, that's wild. <laughs> I guarantee this dude's from Florida. You know I guarantee funny? this couple's from Florida. Let me, let me see. You know what makes me laugh about that? <laughs> what? I remember hearing that Seth Rogen was on like Conan O'Brien or one of those talk shows once. I'm sure he was just joking, but he was talking about, like at the time, he had just recently proposed to his girlfriend. And was getting married, and he's like, and Conan or whoever with the talk show host was asking him about how he did it, and she's like, "Well, she was actually naked at the time, so you know, I got down <laughs> on one knee, and then I just uh, reach up and I actually put the na- ring right on her nipple." <laughs> oh, there's a ring too, by the way. That's a 1.6 uh, carat diamond ring. Oh, God damn, it's she- actually like a good ring too. That's the best part. <laughs> uh, they. I guarantee they have to be like from Florida or some kind of Florida's weird ass state like that. Yep, I agree. Probably That's so. only states that do Ohio. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't say. Oh, um, I have say. a topic for next week that I want you to think about. <clears throat> so next week, I want to talk a little bit about our favorite ad libs in hip hop. Travis Scott. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it right now. We'll talk about it next week. I, I've said it. I've said this long anyway. So. I know we're running long. I've said, I've said this before. Travis Scott has the best hit ad libs in hip hop right now. Yeah, but there's there's definitely like, probably well, probably in the past ten years. There's definitely like other ones though to be mentioned that you'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, well, we played. You want to play the ad lib game? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be one of my favorites. That sure. <laughs> um, game, I love that. Oh, also, you know what I just found out that I didn't even know, and it's been going on. There's like a hundred episodes already. Of what? Uh, so I just, I just downloaded another streaming service that I haven't had in years. I just re-downloaded Pandora because I found out fucking Questlove from the Roots has his own uh, like podcast on there. I didn't know that. So and it's super <laughs> dope. It's <laughs> like didn't. super like hip hop nerdy shit. Like the one I just listened to the other day, he had the Revolution Princess Band on there. And it was fucking sweet, dude. It was awesome. So I do that. you don't have to mention, have the premium account to get the podcast. You can listen to the show if you don't have the premium account. I do want to mention too before we go any further in like our mm-hmm. podcast. So we will be moving to Twitch and YouTube. I will have both of those links after this video is you know said and done. I'll have both of those links in the comments there for you guys. And as well as our podcast, if you just want to listen to it, we're available on Spotify and Apple Music as of right now, too. <laughs> And uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. And, oh, SoundCloud. I mean, we, were already, we started on SoundCloud, so yeah, we're, we're there for you guys. <coughs> I always promote the SoundCloud one the most because I feel like that's the one that like is like the gives me like the hunger, the drive. And they're not getting our money. Or, <laughs> Apple's not getting no money from us. No. <laughs> or SoundCloud's not getting the money. Um, well, I guess they kind of are. We do pay for a SoundCloud premium. Yeah, they're getting now, so. 16 bucks a month from yeah. us from SoundCloud. So they get a little yeah, bit of money premium, from yeah. us. Um, was there any topics you had for this week, or I think I I, I think we're good. I we're about an hour, hour everything. six. Um, next week for my something new, like I mentioned, I'm probably I'm going to be talking about the Black Thought Salam Remy Streams of Thought Volume Two. Um, 
And then I wanted to leave you with a question. And it may just be because I'm a stan of both of these gentlemen, but here's the question I, I want to leave you stand. with. Why are you so mad? Is it too early and out of pocket to call Anderson Pac our generation Stevie Wonder? This man loves is him that, some Anderson Pac. Yes. Is, is that too bold yes. of a statement? Yes. Because all due yes. respect to my favorite yes. Stevie, I'm starting yes, to believe that he might be. Yes. And I think Stevie Wonder might be inclined to agree. And I say this, and I'm not, and this isn't me saying that he's as good as Stevie Wonder. I'm saying our generation, Stevie Wonder, this multifaceted, soulful dude who's pushing the envelope and doing things that aren't really being done anywhere else right now. That's like saying the weekend is this generation's Keith Sweat, which is potentially possible. That's not, that's even. That's way easy. I think this the weekend's already bigger than Keith Sweat, probably. No, not necessarily. Yeah. Although, no, I heard that, and I've heard this generation's Michael Jackson too, which I'm like, that's a fucking stretch. Maybe the same voice inflection, like, similar that's, voice inflection, but that's I a think, stretch. No, I think that that's comparable too because it's this. I'm not saying that it's you know what. As I said, this that, person's better than them, or saying that the music it's just comparable. You know, it's this generation's like. The closest thing we have to getting a Stevie Wonder is an Anderson Pot. Like I feel like like Cardi B is like the Gen Z version of Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is the millennial version of Little Kim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's tons of those. But anyways, that's the question I have. You can call me crazy. Let me know what you think. Not Hit yet. me up. Text me. Not yet. Send me messages. DM me. I don't care. Let's Not let yet. Let me know what I think. Not yet. Um, he's he's getting there. He's. Dope, but of course, yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder made a lot, lot. He has a lot of albums, and he started when he was like eleven. Anderson Park started when he was in his teens, but I don't know. But anyway, so that's all I got for it. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, as I said that whole weekend comment just now, I really mm -hmm. thought about it, like, you know, that's actually not a stretch at all. That's pretty comparable. No, plus he that's, that's probably right. On that, on that one album, he covers Dirty Diana, and it's fucking amazing. Like the cover of Dirty Diana. That's my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. Dirty Diana. Uh, maybe I think it is. Song pretty badass, yeah. Dirty Diana. Song is awesome, dude. I wouldn't put it in my top it's five, so Michael. It's a good song, but I wouldn't so put it in my ass. top five, Michael. Oh, I love it. But anyways, um, if you got nothing else, I was gonna end this episode with uh, your track, if that's cool with you. Play a little oh, White shit. Russian main. Playing some White Russian. Dude, I need a White Russian for this. Like, well, I mean, you know what I was thinking is like holidays are coming up, and like yeah, because White Russian man is totally a holiday song. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally. <laughs> <laughs> E-Man Bates, let me type you in real quick. Yep, give me them. Uh, give me oh, them. yeah, get them plays, Give me them royalties, baby. boy. <laughs> um, be careful, be safe. And here you guys are with a little White Russian Mano, and we will be back for you guys next Thursday with an all-new episode of Beast Brews and Points of View podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Here you are with E-Man Bates, White Russian Mano. You know what? Fuck that. This ain't that type of track. This that one that's that banger. This, this that one that they dance to. This the type of shit you hit the club and girls make it clap. So now I had a long day, but this night gon' be longer. And I had a few drinks, but I need something stronger. When I sober up, I let you know. Falling out, no testico. I be going loud, but I never played the festival. My homies in the back, they be blowing on that vegetable. This groupie on my lap. She be on that one night stand